everybody. Welcome to the Homeworkies Podcast. And we are so excited today because this podcast is saying both Merry Christmas and Happy Birthday because we are celebrating our five-year anniversary of Homeworkies Podcast by talking about our top 12 favorite Hallmark Christmas movies. And I'm film critic Rachel Wagner and Amber is here. Hello, everyone. Happy birthday, podcast. Yay! Yes. And the whole reason I wanted to do this is because our very first episode where we ever talked about Hallmark movies was our top 12 Hallmark movies. This was when it was over on my other channel before we'd even thought of Hallmarkies podcast. And we had both uh, were so disgusted by Anne with an E <laughs> that we needed something light and fun to talk about. And so we were like, we both like Hallmark Christmas movies and it was Christmas in July. So it was perfect time to talk about our top 12 and who knew what would happen after that. Right. Uh, who knew? I mean, <laughs> this podcast at that point was not even a glimmer in its mother's eyes. That's right. <laughs> I never knew that Hallmark Christmas movies would take over my life, but I'm glad that it has. It's been a good thing. <laughs> And I am um, the deadbeat mother who no longer <laughs> talks to the podcast. <laughs> Don't even still- pay podcast support. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but we're still friends. Don't worry, everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just, you know, life is crazy. Yes. But, uh, but yeah, I, so I'm hoping that we will have some uh, nostalgic kind of moments as we talk about the, our top 12, how they've changed, what new ones we've added. And I've wanted to do this actually for a long time pretty much since we did the episode because I I kind of threw it together and there were so many movies that I hadn't seen and that I've now seen and that I, I really wish I could redo that 12 top 12 list you know and uh and so I I'm just so glad now it seems like the perfect time five years to redo this list Yes, and back then I was I was clearly the expert. Yes, and now you have surpassed me. The student has become the master. <laughs> no, it's really true because there were a lot of movies on your list that I had never seen or heard of, even. And a lot of people probably might be surprised by that. But when we first started the podcast, I I didn't really know a whole lot about all my Christmas movies. Yeah, I, mean, I was the Christmas pusher. I was yeah, like Rachel. Yeah. Yeah, Christmas magic. I, and I, I had seen a few like Hall of Fames. I'd seen a few non-Christmas Hallmark movies, but not very many. I had seen How to Fall in Love and, you know, a couple others, but uh, but I hadn't seen very many non-Christmas movies. And I don't think I had ever seen a mystery. Um, and you remember when we first well, started, Hallmark I didn't want to cover them. mysteries didn't really start i mean they didn't have that channel even when we started mm-hmm. no i think they did have the channel but no um, it, no, it wasn't it wasn't Hallmark mysteries. sale mysteries no they were uh there was we, a rebranding after we started the podcast no absolutely Let me see. <laughs> when did they they started grassle mysteries in 2013 so well, that no they, they had sure they had some mystery movies but they didn't have the hallmark movies and mysteries channel until really? I think right after we started podcasting. It, Am I wrong? I thought I thought they had it, but it just it wasn't not that many people had it. You're right. Uh, it was it existed, but was not available in Utah. Let's see here. Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. <laughs> I started in 2015, I think. 
channel. Well, but yeah, it 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 wasn't very wide. I remember a lot of people when we started covering because I didn't want to cover the mysteries originally and you were like no we should cover it we should cover everything yeah and- see, the, this is the thing i got severe burnout from the thing because i'm a i am an all or nothing kind of person right? uh-huh. and i yeah. was like they just keep doing more and i was like i'm dead i've retired <laughs> well and now they don't do almost any we've only we're only gonna have i think three mysteries this whole year look at them covid's really br- bringing people down <laughs> yeah well they're big into these dramas you would you would not like that they're big into the dramas now with the new regime. When Bill Abbott left, uh, they uh, decided they didn't want to do very many mysteries and uh, they wanted to do all these dramas. Okay. And side note, and this will probably get me super like, you know, <laughs> come at me, bro. Fine. Let's fight about this. I cannot believe the fact that When Calls the Heart decided to put her with what's his face instead of our new Mountie. Yes. I'm so angry about it. Lucas. I mean, I I said at the time that I felt like it made better TV just because we'd already had a Mountie. And so from a podcasting perspective, this was a lot more interesting to like talk about. Well, um, here's the thing. I just want to say I'm so I was so ir- irritated with the fact <laughs> there was even a love triangle. <laughs> a long love triangle. <laughs> I, I mean, you know me. I'm yeah. just like, let's get it over with. Let's be happy. And like, let's have fun and zany hijinks. Uh-huh. And that no, they just yeah no. In fact, was... I was so mad. This is going to be super petty. And spoiler alert for my list: I had the one calls the heart Christmas, like that video, the movie that had like a little uh-huh. Santa guy and whatever, and it was like Christmas oh yeah, that magic was a good and one. beautiful and heartwarming and like whatever. That was really high up on my list. And then I was like, you know what? No, <laughs> I I was petty and rude, and I took it off my list, so it's not on there. <laughs> There you and go. that when calls the heart paid justice the price. for Nathan. The list it's out of the list. Well, I was always a bigger. Uh, I was always more into Chris McNally than yeah. You were, I know you and we, we just you know. I don't know if this we're, we're talking even on the record, but you and I both know how I feel about Chris McNally. <laughs> just as far as the thirst report, that was it was different. <laughs> But Kevin yeah. McGarry is extremely handsome too. We've been talking about him a lot on our uh, Heartland recaps lately because he's on that show also. So. Yeah, he is in Heartland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's so interesting because originally, I, I mean, I've always think of myself as more of a movie person than a TV person. But now the show, we, you know, obviously we cover all the Hallmark shows, One Calls the Heart, Good Witch, you know, all that stuff. We covered those. But uh, we started covering Heartland during the pandemic. And, and uh, because our inter- when, whenever we had interviewed anybody uh, involved with Heartland, it did so well. Well, and- literally everyone in Canada has been in Heartland. <laughs> Yeah. And, uh, and but when we interviewed the writer, Heather, Heather Conco, when we interviewed, obviously, Amber Marshall did. It's our best interview we've ever done as far as numbers. And uh, uh, and anybody else was just always did very, very well. So I was like, well, I guess we should start covering. Because it's so it's so intimidating because there's, you know, now they're going to season 16. Well, so to start you know, covering it. I don't know if you, you, you know, I loved Heartland so much so <laughs> that I was like, I'm just going to do a spinoff thing with Amy and we're going to cover Heartland. And then I was like, actually, no. I'm it's not. I'm too tired. It's a lot. But <laughs> I made little puppets. 
of all oh, the yeah, characters. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. That was and so cute. And I was going to do a little mini recap for each episode, and I only did the first one, and I was like, I've already overextended <laughs> myself. <laughs> but, man, can I just tell you, that first epi- episode, that thing that I made, because I was going at it completely blind. Uh-huh. I hadn't seen the show before, but I was like, I've seen, right. like... And so I was like, amazing. And I did all this stuff and I was like, this guy's going to be so important. And like, I covered all of this stuff in my little tiny recap. And then I got to the next episode and I was like, that guy never comes back. <laughs> right. So well, I think that's part of the reason. Are. Well, I, I mean, I know, but like <laughs> half of the show was spent on him. Yeah. That's true. I forgot uh, okay. about the puppets. But anyway, what I was saying no, is no. that... How far into so, the show are you guys on Heartland? And is it like, can I do a Heartland <laughs> grievance right now? So we are just about to start season 14. Oh, so... But we know. We know. <laughs> By the time this airs, we will have covered season 14. Okay. Well, you know, you've definitely covered this already on the podcast. Mm-hmm. This is a spoiler for Heartland. <laughs> I was so beyond irritated with the entire Mongolia storyline. Yeah, that's season 12. That was not the best. I I I understand that like the actor didn't want to be in it that much, so they sent him to Mongolia, but I was like, would he actively like that is just not the character. The character wouldn't be like, I'm gonna go to right. Mongolia and abandon when my wife pregnant. when yeah. she's pregnant. It's just not no. what he would have done. So it made me I- so Mad. Yeah, and then when Amy goes back, when they, it just doesn't make sense because her skill set is not like that exceptional that they would bring her all the way over there and then have her not do anything for the horse in the end. <laughs> she just goes over there. It it was bad, but our recaps have done very well for Heartland, uh, and and then we started when and and just like that came on. I asked Jax, our friend. If she'd be interested in recapping that, this is the sequel series to Sex and the City. And I knew that it was going to be a big risk because it's obviously more mature content than Hallmark. And, uh, <laughs> um, but we did, and it did very well. And uh, we kept, so we were like, well, we're having fun. Might as well. Well, so we started recapping Sex and the City. And it's not uncommon for our Sex and the City recaps, we call it City Girls Pod, to beat the week, to be the, the biggest downloads of the whole week uh which makes me really happy and proud that uh you know taking a risk and doing something um different uh and trying to reach a new audience and trying to make the podcast grow that it did so well and, and i think that uh there is something to do with chemistry I mean, just like you and i had good chemistry i think jacks and i have really good chemistry and uh and so it's just interesting that it's kind of it's not transitioned away from a movie podcast because we still talk about, you know, whatever movies there are, we still talk about them, but we do every week cover a lot of television now, which is interesting. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. The last way home is the newest novel from New York times, bestselling author, Liz Johnson. Eli Ross's return from his NHL career is met with uncertainty from the broken family he left behind, but he is determined to fix his mistakes. Violet Donahue isn't sure she can forgive Eli, not after his mother cared for her like her own daughter. When Eli and Violet come together, they must find the strength to mend the broken pieces of the Ross family and to heal their own hearts. Find more at www.lizjohnsonbooks.com. That's lizjohnsonbooks.com. 
You know how I feel. I love television. I think television. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love movies, obviously, right? Um, but I feel like there is just such a. I mean, you have more time, so you can focus on side characters more. You can have subplots. You have a lot more opportunity to grow storylines. Yeah, uh, it, it allows you to like sit and breathe in the storyline. And I think you know that I am obsessed with Bridgerton. Yes. Well, I, I, I didn't know what you thought of the show, oh. but I could see your your reviews of the books on uh, on Goodreads. <laughs> well, my reviews of the books. I mean, they're just, they're just, honestly, the books are fine. <laughs> they are. <laughs> I enjoyed them. Not- you, can, you can listen to my uh, ranking of them with Natasha Alvar. We had yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah, they're fun, I, silly books. Yeah, but they're not like. They're not like Jane Austen, right? No, they're not like great literature, but... And so part of the thing that I really like about Bridgerton, the TV series, is the thing that I hate about a lot of Jane Austen adaptations, where they take a lot of liberties in the Mm -hmm. Netflix series with the books. But the books aren't sacrosanct, so I don't care. Right. Um, Yeah. And to be fair, I think a lot of the choices they make on the TV series versus the book are improvements as far as a richer story. Mm-hmm. interesting well yeah so i mean and, and we've also covered a lot of series like that we covered bridgerton season two we covered uh the summer i turned pretty uh just recently that did oh my gosh how was that i started watching it for like five <laughs> seconds and i said you know what can't and i read Not those books you. i loved those books <laughs> i enjoyed it you know teen dramas aren't a lot of times my favorite but it was uh enough escapism and pretty people and in beautiful ocean and the problem for me is i just felt like all of the acting was not good (laughs) i thought it was all right i was 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 it yeah i thought it was fine i don't think it was as good as to all the boys but uh Uh, the boys is 10 out of 10 yeah it's like top tier but um but we also covered heartstopper that was fun that show is so good i have no idea what that is uh, that's on Netflix. It's really, uh, really a sweet uh, romance series. Um, but anyway, we've we've done a lot of bonuses that have been all very fun. Uh, over, uh, we've expanded. Uh, my idea be, kind of became, as far as the podcast was, that if there's something holiday, something rom com, you'll find it, you'll find it here. And, uh, and I, and, I don't know, really expect 72 hosts. Now, so. <laughs> I don't really expect anybody to listen to all of it or even most of it, but if you want it, it's here. That was kind yeah. of, that's kind of my philosophy behind it. And, uh, and it's been interesting. The things that, like I said, the fact that the Sitter Girls pod did so well, um, just really made me happy because you, you know, you got to try as a podcaster to try to increase your audience in some way to keep growing. And uh, so the fact that we either, either our audience was more um, tolerant, I guess, I don't know, accepting of this more mature content than I expected, or we reached new people, one or the other, uh, that, uh, that made me very happy. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, last year was the first year that we kind of didn't, worry as much about covering everything as far as the Christmas season. We covered a lot still. We had weekly uh, uh, off network episodes. We had 
but it just became because Lifetime decided that they were going to have a, a movie every single day. Uh, and uh, that was just too much even for us. <laughs> Lifetime is a lot. Yeah. Um, but, and they did not have a great season either. Uh, they had a couple, some good ones, but it wasn't the best. Uh, but we're back talking about Hallmark. And uh, so we're doing our top 12. And, and like I said, when we first did that very first episode, I kind of put my list together quickly. And there's still a few from that first list that are on my current list that have stood the test of time. Uh, but I have some new ones, have some ones that I've seen. Uh, and um, there are a couple that I probably would have put on my list, but I, I was pretty sure they'd be on your list. So we talk about them. So anyway, all that said, why don't we go ahead and give our, you want to give our honorable mentions first? This is what I think we should do. I think we should do 12 through 2, honorable mentions, hit uh, them with the grand finale. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> well, that's good because if you've already talked about one of my honorable mentions, then we don't have to you know, do it. All right. Well, my number 12 is my Candace Cameron Bure entry into the series. And okay. it is a movie called Christmas Town. And this was my, I think my favorite movie of that year was 2019. Mm -hmm. uh, it was very high. I really enjoyed it. I felt like it had all of the heart and kind of small town feels that you want in a Hallmark movie uh, with her coming to this town and find, and then she has these letters from her dad that she keeps reading through the, who's passed away that she loved. She finds this angel that her dad uh, made and um, and it was a very like very warm, sweet movie that uh, and she bonds with this child. She ends up going, she's going to adopt this child and uh, the, the whole town I just really loved. And it's got Beth Broderick from, um, uh, from Sabrina uh, and uh, Scantlin Stryker and Tim Rosan from, Shit's, Shit's Creek, Creek is on there. Yeah, yeah. he <laughs> is fine. Yeah. And I just, I just think Which that this hurt is, a movie, right? Right. I mean, yes. And I just think, as far as that, like small town Hallmark Christmas movie, this is. I mean, I said when it was in it that I felt like it was perfect in that regard. Mm -hmm. Just bring in the feels, uh, and I so I, I really love it, and uh, so that's my number twelve. I love it. Mm -hmm. Mine also, my number 12 also features a very handsome man. Spoiler <laughs> alert, don't they all? Yes. But um, I chose a gift to remember. Oh, that's a good one. I mean, yeah. is there any, I mean, to be fair, is there any man who is just more like perfectly handsome than Peter Porte? Yeah. Yeah. That's a, I forgot about that one, but you're right. That one is a very, like he's very good almost one. too good looking. Yeah. But you know, yeah. I like I like the high concept shows. You know that, right? I mm -hmm. mean, and what's what's more high concept than like amnesia? Yeah, yeah. Well, but it can be done so bad. There was one with Andrew Walker and Ashley Green that was so bad uh, a while, a couple of years ago, where they she'd she'd like literally forgotten everything, and everybody just pretended like it was just a normal Christmas movie. And I'm like, if this happened to your friend, you would be very upset. Like she completely forgot who you are. I don't know. It was really bad. Christmas on my mind. I think is what it was called. It was 
very bad. But it happens. It happens. This one is a good one. And I forgot about it. I'm making my list, but it is good. There's just so many movies, sometimes you forget ones. But um, but this and the sequel was actually pretty good. Yeah, the sequel. I didn't love the sequel. Oh, you didn't? You know, I mostly don't like the sequels. We've discussed this. Well, yeah, but I thought this was a rare one that actually because they didn't have like have them break up or didn't have them um uh, that it was a pretty pretty good one. But it is a tough there's there's I can't think of any sequels in Hallmark that are certainly better than the original, but I thought it was okay. I thought it was pretty good. You didn't uh, yeah, like it. So <laughs> I I didn't like it. <laughs> but I did love a gift to remember. So yeah. happy yeah. day. Yeah. It's a good one. And I really like uh the supporting the secondary relationships. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I forget the actors' names, but it was really good. All right, good choice. Thank you. I worked really hard on it. (laughs) Well, my number eleven is the first movie that you and I ever gave a perfect score to. It's Miss Christmas is my number eleven. You are going to literally die because my number eleven is Miss Christmas. Hundred no percent <laughs> twinners across the board. I mean, it's so good. And Mark Lucas is so swoonworthy in the movie. He's like your classic hot widower in a Hallmark movie. <laughs> I'm dying right now. Just the, I think it's so funny. What are the odds? Like I knew you'd have Miss Christmas on your list, right? Yeah. But it's so good. How could I not put it on here? But I cannot believe that we both chose eleven. Yeah. Yeah, I know. That's crazy. But that's how good it is. I really like that she's not like demonized for being a hard worker and for her job. And I really liked Fiona Vroom as her co-worker kind of gets her out of when she's feeling blue. Um, I liked those scenes at the end. I liked all the flirty time between the two of them and the resolution at the end uh, with the tree. And it's really sweet. And yeah, it's a great, I mean, Miss Christmas. How can you be a Hallmark fan and not like Miss Christmas? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's terrific. The ugly sweaters, yes. everything. It's yeah. so sweet, so heartfelt, also super hilarious. And Brooke D'Orsay is just, like, incredible. She was designed to be in Christmas movies yes. in a lab somewhere. <laughs> yes, agreed. Well, very good. Uh, well, why don't you go next year, number 10? Okay, my number 10 is a holdout from my original list. It is Naughty or Nice. Mm, and yeah. I mean, I what, what more to say about that? It's just <laughs> like, you know, a, a classic tale of being hilarious. And then, because you know, it's got the magic. I love yeah. the magic. You know, she I know, is- I wish they would do it more. They moved away from it. We actually, I just saw this because we, uh, me and patron Thaddeus, we did a, a classic Hallmark movie recap episode. It hasn't aired yet, but um, we did, uh, we did, uh, this one was included on there and, and uh, yeah, it's really funny. I, there, when she, uh, she storms in to the, uh, and <laughs> to the, when he's eating, because he thinks she, that he's cheated on her and that whole thing. I mean, it's very funny. It's so funny. And yeah. like her sidekicky best friend. Yeah, he's good. It's so like it's him. so great. And, and one thing we noticed that 
in, in those that era of movies is almost no fake snow. Very little. And I, th- I feel like that one's actually even like in California, like in a warm environment. They're not afraid to be like, not everywhere has <laughs> snow, especially in this environment. In this economy, who can afford snow? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and Hillary Burns so fun. She's so her. good. Yeah. I, I mean, the only thing that's like not the best about it, but even that it's fine, is that like I would have loved just a tiny bit more of Hillary Burton with Matt Dallas. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. And the whole thing with I me, mean, boy, they forgive that neighbor for stealing all their stuff and, and doing all that pretty fast. That's what I like about it. You like that. <laughs> you know, what I love when people are just like, it happened. Let's move on. Like, we don't need to spend time being like, oh, I guess. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, well, my number 10 is one that I probably should have had on my list because I've always really enjoyed it. But for whatever reason, I didn't. Um, it's an oldie and a goodie. It's called All I Want for Christmas. And this stars Gil Greedy and uh, and uh, Robert Milhouse. And they have like friend zoned each other hard. <laughs> they're they're basically co-parenting her son. Mm-hmm. She's a widow, and uh, at the beginning of the movie, he's even like dating somebody else. But they're like I said, co-parenting this child and and uh, spending all this time together for years. And uh, she runs this like soup kitchen. Well, her son uh, answers a "What I want? What do you want for Christmas?" thing that's done by this toy company. And, and she, he says, what I want for Christmas is a husband for my mom. Yeah. And so then they start, so they pick her out of all the videos. And uh, so they start trying to find like matchmaker for her. And of course, as they realize, as she starts dating all these men, she starts to realize that she's been kind of taking this guy for granted that lives across the hallway. Um, and it's just really cute and charming and uh, good chemistry. And Robert Pine is like so great as the uh, kind of scheming uh, head of the toy company. <laughs> I mean, he's always great. Yeah, he's really good. Uh, and uh, so it's a, it's a really good one. I feel like it's kind of underrated. And uh, we had a, fun, a lot. Of, I actually talked about this with thaddeus on our first episode of classic hallmark christmas that we did and uh we both agreed that it was really a a good one so that's what i have at number 10 i mean it's an excellent choice have you have you seen that one very like a deep cut yeah Yeah. um i feel like the kid in it is a little bit i don't know unruly Mm -hmm. for me yeah i can see that he's a little cute mop top you know hollywood kid but uh but yeah, and like they do friend zone each other hard. <laughs> hard. Hard. <laughs> so what do you have at number nine? At number nine, I have that 2012 classic. Nope, sorry. 14 classic. 2014 classic. One Starry Christmas. And I think I may have been the only person who loved that? this movie. I feel like you hated it, but I might be wrong. <laughs> No, but, I like that's the one with the cowboy, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, I you like know that I love one. myself I about a it, cowboy. But I like it. No, it was and like she like loves the stars and like I really love that she like was an astro- astrology person, so that's like where we get the starry Christmas pun from. Mm-hmm. And I didn't say I said astrology, but everyone knows I meant astronomy, right, the hard right. science. <laughs> um, and 
I just, I don't know. Yeah. I just thought it was so sweet. And they were really leaning into like cowboy stuff that year, right? But this one blew the cowboy stuff way out of the park. Mm-hmm. And I just thought they had really great chemistry. I loved her jerky boyfriend, just like big city busy boyfriend. Yeah. Didn't he? And I'm pretty sure, I'm correct me if I'm wrong, but I oh, swear yeah, yeah. he proposed to her in some sort of like flash mob. I, it's been a while, but yeah, that sounds right. And she I mean, was just I, kind of, yeah, like it was in a public place. I can't yeah. remember. But yeah. Damon Runyon, really good. Yeah. So yeah. I just loved that one. And I just thought, yes, yeah, sorry. Sarah no, Carter. Good choice. Who I always loved from when she was, had a brief stint of like three episodes on Smallville. Nice. As like a super crazy person. She was terrific. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, so yeah, yeah that's I a just, good one. I love that one. I feel like it deserves way more love. And I think it's one of the forgotten classics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll have to do that on one of the classic uh, classic episodes. Hey, this is Jen Johans, host of the podcast Watch with Jen, which delivers a steady stream of great movie recommendations, thoughtful career deep dives, and first-rate conversations with film critics, authors, actors, journalists, filmmakers, and more. You can find Watch with Jen wherever you get your podcasts or hear us first at our Patreon at patreon.com slash filmintuition. My number nine is a more recent one that does have a ton of fans. I really enjoyed it. It's The Christmas Waltz. And uh, this is was Lacey's movie of 2020. But it's Will Camp. And it's the second one they've done together. And I think they have really good chemistry uh, together. And basically, did you see it? Did you watch this one? Christmas uh, Waltz? Is that the one where... they're like supposed she's supposed to get married so she ends up just taking the ballroom classes anyway yeah yeah then yes (laughs) (laughs) well i really loved all i mean i'm a sucker for a dance movie i really loved all the dancing will kemp's a trained dancer he's uh he uh, was a ballet dancer in uh, in his uh, past life and uh and i just absolutely loved the scene where they're dancing down the street and it gets kind gets kind of whimsical and it's probably as close as we'll ever get to like a real musical in a hallmark movie which is my dream um, but i loved that they allowed it to go like a little bit whimsical for those moments you know have them dancing down the street and yeah i thought that was great and uh i loved the ending i thought that was really good um yeah i mean she does get over her her uh breakup very quick but i was willing to go with that like i said i think because of the chemistry and um i'm a sucker for dance movies musicals i love uh so i thought it was enchanting (laughs) yeah i mean it kind of follows the uh love it it's sort of like if love at first dance hadn't had the problematic cheating element Right. Yeah. If they'd had them, like, I, I actually, I like love at first dance, but, but yeah, it definitely walked that line. Um, and that is a hard line to walk. And this, because they were, she was, they were already, it was already, they didn't even have to deal with that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Which, you know what I prefer that mm-hmm. like, right. let's get over the drama. <laughs> let's just move on to the stuff yeah. that we care about. Right. Uh, so I really enjoyed the Christmas waltz. It was very, very good in my opinion. So and also it does have Jeremy Gilbot in it, whom I love. 
Yeah, I mean, he's the jerk. Well, yeah, that's I do he's love him. so good as the jerk. <laughs> he's good. That's true. And you know, I love the jerk. If the movie, <laughs> even if like this one's great, but even if the movie has like not great, but the jerk is a ten out of ten, mm-hmm. I'm in. But he can do the leading man very well, like Destination yeah. Wedding, which I love. Uh, he's, he's got range. He's great in that. Yeah, he does. <laughs> All right. Well, what's your number nine? My number nine is also from my original list. It is a very merry mix-up. Yes. So I have this one right now. I have it at 16. So it is in my top 20. It's your honorable mention. It's my honorable mention. <laughs> but it's just, so, you know. It's classic. Alicia Witt and Mark, I don't know how to say his name, Weeby? Wibe? Something like that, yeah. He's fine. I don't know. Has he done anything else? I feel like I don't that was the last so. time I ever saw him. I don't think um, for Hallmark at least or a lifetime. But he should because he was terrific in this. They had such cute chemistry. I loved the mix up. I loved that it was like, oh no, I'm falling for my brother's girl. And then he was like, just kidding, I'm not. It's just some other guy's girl. I loved <laughs> I mean, who doesn't love the cookies scene where they're like sneaking and making cookies in the middle of the night? Well, and it's so smart because they actually had a reason to be making cookies in the middle of the night because they needed to stay awake for the because they'd had the concussions. Yeah. Concussion protocol. Everyone knows. Concussion Concussion protocol. protocol. (laughs) Yes. So it's a classic. Everybody. I, I feel like if you don't at least appreciate that movie, then this probably isn't the genre for you. I mean, it's it's so good. And mm-hmm. it harkens back to the things that I loved most about Hallmark movies that they've sort of gotten away from, which is the willingness to be silly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. All right. Well, mine is definitely my next one is definitely not silly. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I hate the silly. I love the silly. It depends. Uh, but my number eight is one of the more emotional ones, but I think it was done very well, is called Two Turtle Doves. And this stars Nikki DeLoach and Michael Rady. And I think they have really great chemistry. It's the second movie they've done together. I love Love to the Rescue was the other one they did, which is one of my favorites. Non-Christmas. This movie, uh, she goes back to her family because her grandma has passed away. She's trying to figure out some things in her life. And uh, she kind of gets it's sort of a like a scavenger hunt of types that her grandma kind of sends her on, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, he is a single dad and the little girl is so good. Uh, his daughter um, is so good. And I really appreciate in this movie that they have a near kiss, but it's actually like explained and that there's actually a reason why he says, I'm not going to I want to go there. I'm not going to go there because of what's the situation that we're in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and I really appreciated that, that they didn't just like a phone call interrupted our kiss, which drives me crazy. Just so there was actually, your phone. everyone knows just ignore your phone. <laughs> yeah, what like... if it's, if it's not like, Oh, oops, we almost kissed, but phew, yeah. we didn't. If it... it's like, Oh, we both want to kiss, but you know what? My judgment is overriding this. Yes. And that's why I thought this was so good. The way they, they, I thought it was a very well-written movie, Sarah Montana, who also did Love to the Rescue. Uh, you know, I just think she's a good writer. And uh, so I, I just think this is one of the best of those kind of emotional ones. I really like it. And Nikki Deloach. Yeah. I think great. she's actually completely underrated. Mm-hmm. 
I I mean, when you talk about like all of the like main hallmarky queens and all that stuff, like people don't really mm-hmm. talk about Nikki Deloach. But I don't think she's ever done a movie where she hasn't delivered. Yeah. I mean, the one where she had that like it might have been a terrible life or whatever that movie with Andrew oh, Walker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's fine. It's that's, fine. But it's it's fine. If it was under somebody else, it would have been terrible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's that being see. said, I just think she's underrated. I just yeah, no, to put I that agree. Out I'm there. surprised that we haven't gotten a Nikki Deloach Hallmark exclusive announcement. You know what I mean? That, that I we've want gotten Nikki with like Deloach Lacey and we've gotten with all to these be in the musical. Yeah, I would love that. I want what? literally nothing more than Nikki Deloach and JC Chazé to be in a little Christmas musical movie. Yeah. I don't know how to make it die. happen. I would die. I, everyone would die. <laughs> uh, did you already say your eight? I've lost track. No. I mean, okay. I did. I, eight was Mary Mix Up. Okay. My seven. Yes. Which I'm just going to go for it. Please. It's also on my original list. It is Matchmaker Santa. Burr, 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 burr. <laughs> yes. Which is also in our, like I said, we did that classic Christmas episode coming up. We did, for that episode, we did... Naughty or Nice, Matchmaker Santa, and I can't remember the third one. But <laughs> And I know I'm not saying a lot about, like, these movies, but that's, I mean, it's all yeah. been said. I'm picking classics. I'm not re- making the wheel. No. I think this one's a lot of fun. Uh, I mean, it, it, it really is, it is the most with the Matchmaker Santa, so it's an appropriate title. Yeah. And Easy it's body, got so many- Santa busybody matchmaker santa and i like that the guy that she's with isn't a bad guy he's just the wrong guy yeah and i like that we get him sorted we don't have mm-hmm. to feel bad for him because he's got his thing because you know who matched them up santa yeah, <laughs> yeah. santa doesn't even, leave... even manages to have a bear appear yeah santa doesn't rob peter to pay paul santa's right. like here you go peter here you go paul everybody's getting paid yeah yeah i forgot and, it, when it, that john ratzenberger was in that movie yeah he's like the, the mechanic and slash mayor yeah as they are typically <laughs> the mechanic mayor yeah um but donovan scott the guy who plays santa aka chris but he's santa he's the best santa yeah he's fun no no talked question about this before and always there is no better santa He's got the perfect amount of jolly and sweet and also cupidity, as in he's also Cupid. You can't fool me. I know Santa and Cupid are the same guy, and that's him. (laughs) All right. Well, my number seven was my favorite movie from 2020. Uh, This is Deliver by Christmas is my favorite Hallmark movie from 2020. I I just loved this movie. Um, I think part of it is that not only was it a good, very good movie, but it also was just the perfect timing for this movie because you know, it was still in the pandemic, still very isolated, 2020. And here you have this romance that is mostly through, uh, through texts and they managed to make it work and you managed to be invested in these two people and really want them both to be happy. And I really loved both of them. And sure, like it's definitely got that shop around the corner, You've got mail, you know, that kind of vibe to it. But and that's been tried so many times by Hallmark. Uh, but this is definitely, I think, the best try that they've done. 
with that. I thought they had such great chemistry. The ending was so satisfying. Uh, I When he sees her in the, uh, he doesn't know it's her, her, but he sees her at the ice cream shop and he kind of gives her this look like, oh, you know, he's totally lo- is into her. And I don't know, I just think it's great. Yeah, I mean, I missed this one. This one's not on my radar. This mm-hmm. was when I was probably sleeping <laughs> instead of watching Christmas movies. Yeah. Um, it's one, if you get a chance, if you find it, uh, I would recommend it. I think it was really good. I'll give it a try. Yes. Just because you said so, right? Thank you. Yeah, that's, you know, that's what friends do. We <laughs> try. All right. Well, what's your number six? My number six, it was not on the original list. I don't think. Maybe it was. I don't think it was. It's Once Upon a Holiday. I don't even think it was out yet, right? That's the one with that's sort of Roman Holiday with Paul Campbell. Okay, yeah. I think it had come out, but I don't think... Maybe it was. I can't remember. Um, I know you had Window Wonderland on your original list. Well, spoiler alert. It didn't go anywhere. <laughs> Um, and that is one of my most fond, my fondest memories of the podcast is that interview, interview with Paul Campbell and you were, <laughs> I honestly do not know. I, I am a completely blank on what happened in that interview. Cause I was on pure panic, adrenaline, fangirl <laughs> explosion. Yeah. Uh, but I guess what made it great. It was authentic. You were being you. And uh, it was our first celebrity interview we ever did. And now I've done over 300 for the podcast. Can you believe that? That's crazy. Yeah. And I do have to say, though, I still think he is my favorite Hallmark guy. He's great. Yeah. And I loved this movie. It's, it's you know, it's Paul Campbell. Mm-hmm. It's the charm. Mm-hmm. It's the chemistry. Mm-hmm. It's the building a table while he's <laughs> doing stuff. It's well, just and, so good. Yeah. And so in this one you have the the guy being really more of the focus almost of the movie being almost the lead character compared to her. Yeah. And it's, I would say. you know, it's just fun. Yeah. Yeah. You just gotta, and it has the, the greatest bad guy. He's not like the wrong guy, right? He's just mm-hmm. the bad guy. Yeah. In uh, Casey Manderson. Oh, I forgot he was in that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's not like rom- he's not a romantic option. He's just like <laughs> he is Paul Campbell's sister's boyfriend. Whatever. Mm-hmm. He's the reporter who blows her cover, right? And it's just, yeah. uh, you know, oh, that's right. When you, yeah. When you let Casey Manderson be the like bad guy, mm-hmm. you're winning, right? And like right. I said, whenever you have a really good wrong guy or bad guy or whatever guy, ten out of ten. Mm-hmm. Well, my number six is one from last year. So we might have some recency bias, but I don't know. But it was my favorite Christmas movie from last year. And it's called A Kiss Before Christmas. And this movie stars James Denton and Terry Hatcher, who had been in Desperate Housewives together. They already had chemistry. They have chemistry. And Hallmark has done sort of the family man kind of thing a number of times. And I think I even had the one with Lisa Spare on my original list. But this one, I think, got it right. The most right. I still like that other one. But this one is the most right. Because uh, what they did is because most of those movies, they give them a new life and say, this is the alternate life, right? Mm -hmm. Well, in this one, they took it 
away and said, okay, this is your life if you'd just been the CEO and hadn't had a family and hadn't had your wholesome values and whatever. And so he wakes up and at first he's really excited. He's got like the, the Porsche and he's got the, the talking toaster and, you know, he's just very excited about his, his life. Uh, but obviously like he quickly realizes, oh my gosh, my family's not here. My wife's not here. And, but what I, one of the small details that I thought was so smart is they had both of his children be adopted. And so when he's in the alternate life, he sees his kids with other parents, which I thought was so clever. That was very smart. And uh, he's like, Oh my gosh, my kids, you know? And, and, (laughs) and so he has to go back and try to convince his wife that, you know, who he is, who he is and everything. And so it's a little bit, it's a wonderful life as well. Um, Mary Lou Henner's in it, who I love. She's great. She plays his boss. And I just really thought it was heartwarming and sweet and charming and, and clever. Uh, I thought it was great. And after I, so I gave it a very warm review. I, I gave it a perfect score uh, on the pod and, uh, and uh, James Denton uh, sent us an email after saying thank you for the kind review which he's not like a social media person you know he's he's not on he's not on twitter he's not on so the fact that he listened to begin with amazed me and then he sent us how a flutter was your heart it was pretty it was pretty excited (laughs) Uh, so that was a pretty fun moment and uh was it was it paul campbell replied to my tweet level of excited more i think no because because he's not on social media at all so like the fact that he would take the effort to not only listen but then email us was really exciting well i don't know i don't know campbell's on social media yeah but that we didn't know that then we were young babies (laughs) that's true i guess but yeah he said um he said that uh she said, it's so smart to judge a movie based on what it set out to do and whether or not it delivered that. Our little movie was clearly not perfect, but you three were very fair and open-minded. As a, and as a producer, I really appreciate it. I brought the script to the network and convinced Terry to join me. I'm also happy that you singled out Tracy Andreen, who's the writer. Um, she did a wonderful job. Thank you again. And I hope you have a great holiday season. I <laughs> just wanted to say thank you for your generous review, especially Rachel. <laughs> Rachel, did you have that quilted on a pillow? <laughs> yeah. I was like, you pulled that up quick, quick. I did. <laughs> you have that framed somewhere. I know it. It was very exciting. And I mean, like I said, obviously I loved the movie. I gave it a perfect score even before receiving this, but this just almost elevated it to the number <laughs> six spot. <laughs> this movie is a six out of seven, uh, six out of five. <laughs> But uh, I, I, you probably missed this one. But uh, if you have I a did. chance, I, I really, it. I really enjoyed it, and I, I, I think you might, you might enjoy it too. It was definitely during my I'm depressed and I'm not doing anything phase of my <laughs> life. So yes. Well, uh, let's see. You know what? Take care of yourself. Mental health is important, guys. Absolutely. PSA. <laughs> well, so what's your number five? All right, my number five is that old classic ice sculpture Christmas. Oh yeah, I was. And I feel like this Tracy is one Andrew. of the movies. Is it? Mm-hmm. She knows what she's doing. 
or he. I'm not sure. Tracy can be either. <laughs> um, but I, I think when we had initially done this top 12, you had not seen Ice Sculpture. No, Christmas. I had Am not. Am I right? That's correct. Right. So now you have. And let's talk about how great it is. It's really cute. I forgot about it for some reason, but but yeah, it's great. I mean, David L. Pay is really charming. You got Brenda Strong in there as her boss. I don't mean, forget Rachel, Rachel Boston. Boston. Yeah, don't sleep yeah. on Rachel. <laughs> Rachel. And, and their little chemistry is just so mm-hmm. wonderful. Yeah. And even the like miscommunication, misunderstanding doesn't last too long. Right. Yeah. That's true. It's a really it's a it's a really good one. Yeah. I, I haven't watched it in a while. Maybe that's why I didn't think of it. But but no, it's a it's a good one. And it one. does have one of my like love to hate them, bad girls in it. The the Leanne Lap character oh. who's like the cannot the, the scheming other cook. She's person. played a lot of those. I feel like yeah, she's the, and she kills it. Honestly, <laughs> I think I would love a movie that like subverts the genre. Where Casey Manderson and Leanne uh-huh. Lapp are like the spor- the scorned other people. And you- you're supposed to think like, oh, we're rooting for the other people. But, yeah. then, but then those two end up getting together. <laughs> yeah, that would be interesting. Be like, interesting. Probably be- not on. It- you could have it on like, um, I don't Lifetime. know, HBO, HBO Max or something like that. Well, I don't have. No, I don't have to be like mean. <laughs> but like. Like, okay, there was that, just barely, that Charlie Day vehicle on Amazon Prime. Oh, I love that. Yeah, what was it called? But, like, basically, like, that movie. Yeah, I I get it. wholesome. Right. With Casey Manderson and Leanne Lab. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and and if you think about, remember they did that, the ice sculpting movie with um, Taylor Cole? Not as good. Mm -hmm. Not nearly as good. Not no, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't even think. Not to be rude, I don't even think the ice sculptures were as good. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah, this would be a good one to to re to another one we could probably do in our um, classic uh, section. We'd like to take a second from this episode of the podcast to celebrate our sponsor of this episode, and that is the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcast? Do you want an inside scoop into what happens on the podcast? Do you want early access to episodes and loads of cool perks? Now is the time to become a patron of Hallmarkies Podcast. By becoming a patron, you get to access our patron Facebook group. You can request episodes or even be a guest on the podcast. And most importantly, any patron can join our monthly movie watch-alongs with stars like Paul Campbell, Natalie Hall, and more. It's as low as $2 a month to join in and become a special part of the Hallmarkies family. Please consider, and we will love you forever. Go to patreon.com slash Hallmarkies. That's patreon.com slash Hallmarkies. My top five, I think are actually, if not my top five, most of them are, uh, there's one that's new, uh, was new to me. Um, but my top five are, are classics, <laughs> classics, no I mean, new ones. We might be buttonheads up here. To be fair, <laughs> I think we all know what my number one's going to be. I think, I think so. Well, and I would be a little surprised if my number one's not in your top five. 
It's not, but only because <gasps> only because I knew you were going to have it, and I wanted our list to be different. So I do have it in my honorable mentions. Oh, so you put your thumb on that scale? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Wait, so wait. <laughs> my number five is Mrs. Miracle, the first one. Oh, that makes me so happy because <laughs> it was going to be one of my honorable mentions, but I just couldn't. Like, I only gave myself two honorable mentions. But I, it, it physically hurt to take Mrs. Miracle off of my list. So well, I'm so happy. Yay. Well, I just, again, for this classic series that we've been doing, I, I just rewatched it. And it I just thought it was so charming. But it also had, like, the, the heft that I like to see. You know, like, when she's having to forgive her sister for what she, her sister did uh, was, is, was pretty moving i thought and well done uh and you know just all of the sweet things with mrs mrs miracle uh throughout the whole movie the magic christmas magic her basically mary poppins it through uh i think james vanderveek is really good i wish he did more of these kind of movies especially now i don't know if you follow him on instagram but he's like the most amazing beautiful family uh, yeah. so i think he, i would love to see him in more of these uh but um but yeah i just i like the whole story of her coming to forgive her sister through the through mrs miracle in the christmas season and and everything and the little boys and the play and just everything so it's, i have number five so good mm-hmm. I, I when i'm saying what well, you think i'm being dramatic but i was honestly struggling <laughs> with the choice to take it off my list i i like put it off and on at least four times which are yeah. like four times Yay. big number chief but no it was <laughs> it was it was a struggle and erin carpluck also like she's not doing homework things and i, I know she was just like had at least a recurring arc on a million little reasons or whatever that show is um mm-hmm. what's that show called a million little things that's what it's called um i I think she's so good and i wish she did more things because she's so good yeah she's good and they had good chemistry their little date they go on is so cute it's it's so good Mm -hmm. great choice rachel (laughs) thank you i mean you don't need my validation but boy (laughs) do you have it yes all right well what's your number four okay my number four fun fact also on my original list, and it is A Bride for Christmas. Oh, yeah. Another one I forgot about, but yes, that one's good. And this is really Andrew the Walker. first time I ever really saw... Um, well, now this is, sounds terrible because I can't remember her name. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Ariel I, Pebble? No. Kimberly Sestad, our hero, oh, our yeah, queen. Yeah. <laughs> brain left my body <laughs> and all i could anyway but yeah. it was like the first time we ever real i ever was really introduced to her and she was so great as the sister yeah and we've been able to have her on the podcast a couple of times and uh really enjoyed every, every time that we've gotten to talk with her uh she's super nice so she, uh, well i mean yeah. she's just her, talented, she just radiates course positivity and joy and like Mm -hmm. she's wonderful and i think that's part of the reason that this movie is so great is because she really like carries her like 
I don't know, adds that extra zhuzh. I feel like mm-hmm. most of these, it's, it's like Division One football versus <laughs> other football. Like, you know, yeah, everybody's got a great starting line, right? Mm-hmm. All these movies or for the most part, have really good lead actors. For me, mm-hmm. where the shows start, where the shows really shine, are in the secondary characters. Yeah. The depth, we'll call it. Mm-hmm. The bench. Yeah, that's true. And, and, and it just really elevates the movie, and it's so fun and so great. For the longest time, it was like the only Hallmark movie that had any sort of... um somebody with a different sexual orientation than just straight um and that's changed now obviously but like Mm -hmm. for a long time that's true i'm pretty sure that was the only character yeah well and we were i remember asking her about that because she was on the episode of science sealed delivered where her character had been assaulted and uh and then she had to tell her husband about it and yeah that that whole so there was like a very intense episode and i'm like you you're breaking all these boundaries all over the place on hallmark yeah and anyway and but like i know we're talking about like important things and inclusivity and representation Mm -hmm. which matter but aside from that it's also just like dang funny yeah it's a good night in a long time but yeah that one is a good one i think it holds i think it holds up but Mm -hmm. i might be wrong (laughs) well my number four is one of my well, obviously one of my favorites in my number four is for crazy is my number four. Uh, the reason why I think this is one of the best Hallmark movies is because I think you, you, a lot of times in Hallmark movies, you have these characters who don't like Christmas, but there's like no reason. It's just like random. They're just what, why do you not like Christmas in this? It makes sense. They give her a reasonable character motivation. The fact that her parents had run a Christmas tree lot her whole life had taken the Christmas tree lot had taken her parents kind of away from her. And mm-hmm, so she grew mm-hmm. to resent Christmas makes total sense. Right. And so she loses her job. She ends up, her dad gets injured. She ends up having to run the Christmas tree lot. And I, I think that you see her kind of through the course of the movie, come to forgive her parents and understand them better, understand Christmas better. And you know, there's a you know romance with Eric Johnson, but it's really more about her running the Christmas tree lot with her cousin and then coming up against the kind of grumpy Colin McRoy uh, business owner. A legend, literally a legend. I love when they get these people in Hallmark movies. I don't Mm -hmm. know that they're pulling them as much anymore. Right. But it's always so fun when they're like, we got Colin Mockery. What are you going to do about it? Yeah. And I really like the skating date in this movie. A lot of times those are very grown worthy in these movies, but this I think is very well done, very charming. And I like Sarah Lancaster. I think she's a good actress and I just think it's one of the best. I think it's one of the best written. And uh, so it's my number four. I absolutely agree. My only problem with this movie, and this is see, I could have done with a sequel to this about her cousin. Yeah, I do. I like the, the, you just didn't feel like you got enough of him. I don't think I got enough of him. And it would have been nice to have him have a whole separate movie. Like, you know, because he's funny in it. He's funny. He's handsome. Mm -hmm. Give him a love story. Yeah. Sequel it up, baby. (laughs) Yeah. All right. What's your number three? 
right? My number three is that perennial classic, Window Wonderland. Yeah. And you know how I feel about that movie. Mm -hmm. It's so good and so fun. Reminds me of the mannequin. Because he designed oh, right. it. So, yeah. um, <laughs> well, and it's the only Hallmark movie I think ever made where the, the lead has short hair. The girl, the lead female has short hair. Yeah. See, we're all about representation here. <laughs> yeah. And she, their chemistry is so cute. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it has that who doesn't want to be trapped in a, uh, whatchamacallit, a store. The word yeah. I was looking well, for is a store. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I've said for a long time that you can't be a good person in a, in, from the city in a Hallmark Christmas movie unless you're a window designer or you run a parade. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I mean, so this is an example. Yeah. And Cameron Matheson, he doesn't ever get to play the jerk anymore. I know. He's been promoted to like handsome man of love forever but it was it's so fun to see him in his his you know wrong guy role i know i i feel the same way about brendan elliott i because i love um kiss a pine lake he's like the Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. he he goes to the forest and he's like what are all these trees (laughs) i wish that he got to be a villain every now and then again i mean i would want to Mm-hmm. If I were that, because everybody knows the villains have more fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, speaking of running a parade, my number three is love at the Thanksgiving Day Parade. And evidently, there's some degree of controversy about this film. I was just on screen drafts on their top 12 Hallmark movie. And people fought me on this one that they, they said it's not a Christmas movie. It's a Thanksgiving movie. But I think that you're talking about the holiday season. And that includes Thanksgiving and Christmas. That's unbelievable. That's like saying Santa Claus isn't Christmas. I mean, because I mean, the whole point of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade is Santa. Yeah, at the end. And you have him wearing a Santa outfit. (laughs) Portions of the movie. I mean, I actually think. The fact that it's not like as insane Christmas is kind of refreshing and nice that you don't have to have garland in every inch of every scene. I like, uh, I can't get, I, are they saying that Miracle on 34th Street isn't I, a Christmas movie? I brought that point up on screen. Um, and they did allow it eventually, they allowed it, but there was a fight. I had to fight for it. Oh, I would have. Tap me in, Rachel. Tap me in. <laughs> uh, so I, I really love this movie. I love Autumn Reeser. She's one of my favorites. She's great in it. it it's like a tiny bit edgy where they like, she kind of gets drunk at a scene and like uh, she they end up spending the night on the roof. And, you know, this is just like a little bit different. It's a little unpredictable compared to some of the others. And it, I definitely think it's, by far the best of these like executives coming in to the business slash factory slash whatever. And uh, in this case of parade uh, and, you know, trying to make it better. There's been so many of those on Hallmark, whether it's like a Kringle factory or a cookie factory or, you know, hat we should, store. We should classify them as in this economy. <laughs> 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 
I think this is the best one. And, you know, Antonio Cupo and Autumn Reese have great chemistry. They've been in several together. Uh, and uh, this is their best one together. Yeah. And I like her clothes, her vintage fashion. And this is really fun. Allie Liebert's fun Allie as her Liebert. friend. I was just going to say Allie Liebert. Yeah. She's so great. <laughs> and her, uh, and her, boyfriend the marine biologist who's terrible but wonderful <laughs> yeah, at exactly. being terrible yep yep it's, it really it hits on every mm-hmm. every metric and I, I can't believe somebody would have the audacity <laughs> to say it's not a christmas movie yeah yeah so all three of these that i just mentioned mrs miracle for crazy and love of thanksgiving parade were on my original list so well you're right about them they're, yes. they're they're great choices thank you all right. What's your number two? All right. My number two is going to come as a shock to you, Rachel. No. Is not a Hallmark Channel movie. It is a Hallmark Movies and Mystery movie. Uh huh. Which, I mean, you know what that means, right? It means it's not a funny one. Yeah. It's heartfelt. It is a Godwink Christmas. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. Yeah. So the first one. The first one. Yeah. With, you know, our main people, Kimberly mm-hmm. Sunstead and Paul Gamble. Right. But I, I mean, we knew that they'd have chemistry. We knew it. We felt it in our bones. And they mm-hmm. did. And it was so good. And the storyline was so heartfelt and good. And just like, it gave you all of the emotions you're supposed to yeah. feel. Well, and you've got Kathy Lee Gifford. And yeah. you, you can't go wrong. It's, I mean, I don't know what to say about that movie other than it's terrific. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I love when people are like, oh, I don't know what to do. Should I pick this guy who sucks or this guy who is terrific? And then they choose the terrific one. Well, and in real life, she picked the terrific one in real life. It's based on true story. Yeah, it's amazing. And then they like just have that in for a million years. Mm-hmm. We love it. Very and Giles Panton, once again. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot terrific he was in that. Yeah. other guy. <laughs> All right. Well, my number two, the postables will be happy. My number two is signed, sealed, delivered for Christmas. I think I love this it. is I think this is the best signed, sealed, delivered episode slash movie. I think it is the best, one of the best movies that Hallmark has ever made. I, it's one of the only ones that they've made that kind of actively involves the nativity story and mm-hmm. the true meaning of Christmas uh, and Christ and his sacrifice and everything, but it does it so uh, beautifully with such nuance and warmth and you know that Shane's views Shane's beliefs are treated with respect by the script she's not like bullied into having a faith that she you know doesn't have it's treated very very beautifully uh, as is Oliver's experience and the angel and the, you know the whole nativity that they do for the girl and uh, I just I you got Norman baking cookies and uh, they're terrible. <laughs> and I just love this movie. I think it is so good. No, it is absolutely terrific and wonderful. And Science Hill Delivered, no offense to all of the other series, is absolutely the best series that Hallmark produced. 
because it's willing to have so much heart. It's willing to put that stuff on the line, you know? Mm-hmm. It's willing to take, like, a stand, but with nuance and understand other people's perspective. And also, like, there are stakes to some of these things. And they yeah. have, like, real impact and meaning instead of just, like, being pure fluff. It's like, oh, would you like a cake with some heartiness? I don't know. Yeah. This is a bad well, metaphor. Well, I mean, and there's it's so hard to do stories of faith because it can feel like people are being preachy. what, what feels authentic to one person can feel preachy to another person. It's hard to make that work, but Martha Williamson and her writing, she somehow manages to really respect her characters and to, to make their journeys of faith, part of their journey, feel authentic and and I just appreciate that there's one thing from Hallmark that is actually about Christmas. I feel like we have talked about this before, but I think the reason why those stories are so good is because, sure, they do have the, like, single plot element, right? But all of the characters' reactions and mm-hmm. responses and beliefs and all that stuff is purely driven by the character yeah it's none of it is plot driven or whatever it's not like we need it's, to get our characters to x we're like we're starting at y where do yeah. our characters go because a lot of stories on faith they are trying to start a ministry something like yeah. war room let's say a war room they're they're literally at the end are saying if you want to create a war room if you want to you know have this in your house i'm not saying that's a bad thing i'm just saying as far as like a storytelling thing when your focus is on the ministry and what message you're trying to share, usually it's not going to be as good as something that's, as you say, focused on the characters and their journey and what they're experiencing. And, and you know, from a purely strategic standpoint, mm-hmm. you're not going to make inroads with people if you're coming at them from the perspective of, I need you to come here. You mm-hmm. have to meet people where they are. Right. And I think that's something that Science of Delivered and especially the characters in Science of Delivered do is they meet each other where they are. They don't expect anyone to change for them. They're just saying, this is who I am. I accept you. You accept me. And, you know, if you end up coming, you know, closer to my perspective, great. If not, I still love you. Yeah, that's very true. Very good. All right. We're at our number one. I want to say. Sign Still Delivered for Christmas is one of the only movies where Leanne Lapp is not the bad guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's true. Uh, all right. What's your number one? It's very well, exciting. Well, we did say we wanted, before we did our number ones, we wanted oh, oh, to yeah, do yeah, a yeah. couple of yeah. honorable mentions. And so what I am doing, and these are movies that were on my original list, I believe. But I feel like still deserve a shout out. Annie Claus is coming to town, which is mm-hmm. honestly like a fever dream compared to what the movies are now. But it's right. so cute and so full of heart. And the the gal who plays Annie Claus is just so terrific. And we never see her in things anymore, which is weird. Um, and then my second honorable mention is Love Always Santa. Mm-hmm. Which is just so heartwarming and so sweet. And I just, I love it. If it was slightly funnier, it would have definitely made my list. But, you know, it's hard to make that balance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Some 
<clears throat> honorable mentions on my list. I have One Christmas Eve on my list, which is probably the most like madcap that they've ever gotten. It's very funny. And Heche is great. Uh, the dog's cute. Uh, it's a it's a fun madcap family uh, comedy. Uh, uh, one my other one one of my other favorites from last year was called The Christmas Promise that I really just loved the writing on it. I thought it was great. Um, one on my original list that I still love uh, is November Christmas. I think it's probably the best cast they've ever gotten. It's very heartwarming and sweet. Uh, and uh, Sam Elliott, I mean, you can't go wrong. Sarah Paulson, John Corbett. Uh, I have a very merry mix up. I have, you know, some of the ones that you mentioned on, I love a Christmas getaway. I think that movie is really funny and charming. And I like that. Um, I have let it snow as an honorable mention. I think that's, that is fun how at the lodge they're celebrating like every day, a different Christmas tradition. It's kind of fun. Um, I have snow bride on my list. And that's one that you, I think, had on your original list that I had never seen. I did have that on my list initially. And mm-hmm. also I cut it. Yeah. And I'm not sure why, but I just felt like, you know what? No. It's hard making the 12. It really is. It is. Uh, <laughs> I was really proud of myself when I got down to 14. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have Road to Christmas on my list. That was one I, Ooh, I gave a very so high score to. My list. Yeah. I love that one. Um, and I have, uh, the mistletoe promise on my list. That mm-hmm. one I like a lot, uh, except for her hair, her ponytails make me, and it can be headaches just looking at it. But other than that, I, I really like that one. I think it's very good. And then I also have one of our favorites from that first year that we were, we were covering, uh, is was home for Christmas day. Do you remember that one? Catherine Bell and the soldier and the daughter. Off the top of my head, no. <laughs> it's got Victor Webster and Catherine Bell, and her daughter falls in love with this soldier. Oh, yes, I do. Yeah. it's She thinks that he's passed away, and then he shows up, and it's super emotional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's really good. Uh, and then it's Christmas Carol. I mean, Carrie Fisher is so fun. And uh, so I, that is an honorable mention as well. Good one. Oh man, great list! Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, okay, let's I'm hear gonna it. go with my number one because All it's right. gonna be shocking to no one, <laughs> and frankly, is a terrible grand. I mean, like it's a great grand finale. Trust me, it's the best movie ever. Mm-hmm. But it's also like, I don't know, waiting around to just see the words the end because it <laughs> is so. It, it's like inevitable. Yeah. Um, my number one is of course the Nine Lives of Christmas. Yeah. I, I, so I have that at 13. It really would be high, but like I said, I knew you were going to mention it. So, <laughs> I mean, it is, it is goaded. It is, I don't know that any movie will ever touch it because all mm-hmm. of them. Well, especially because you're a cat person. Of, I'm a cat person. And I don't think that, I just think the, there's, there's never going to be an opportunity to have just that like raw silliness mm-hmm. mixed with heart, mixed with like, pure fire chemistry i didn't yes. even mean the pun about him being a fireman when i said fire <laughs> chemistry and well, I, anything else that would like match it with just sort of feel like it was derivative mm-hmm. and trying to be the next the nine lives of christmas and the sequel 
was fun and great I'm and I liked it and it it was really hard for me to watch in all honesty and I'm probably going to cry right now talking about it but <laughs> I have two I had two cats um mm-hmm. and one of them just before that movie came out oh I had to put gosh. down Aww. and they had been together since they were babies and so they were talking about like oh they're like paired and like oh, Queenie was gone Aww. well and not just that but like the two when they were trying they're like we can't separate these two cats because they are oh I can't even remember the term they use yeah like, like imprinted yeah or like sure. yeah I just Oh, I, would just I didn't realize that. Yeah, and, and I mean, like it was so good. Obviously, in any movie that can make you have that emotional response is good. But man, I yeah. obviously I'm still not over <laughs> it. Um, I'm like to be completely vulnerable. Like one of the hardest things I think anyone could probably do is to have to be like, okay, we're gonna have to like say the words like, yes, yeah. I need you to put this cat down. Like, yeah, oh. It was the worst. For sure. Um, oh, I'm sure you had so to go anyway, through that. That's tough. Well, you know, it it happens. Oh, and like, I lost my job like a month after that too. And I was like, mm-hmm. what is the point of anything? But anyway, regardless of that. Yeah. The Nine Lives of Christmas is incredible. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that the, it really does capture what's special about Hallmark movies is when they you connect with them they bring the feels they make you you feel warm and cozy sometimes you just need that yeah absolutely and Mm -hmm. the only thing that could possibly have made it better is if there had been like a tiny element of santa claus being there like if santa claus was seen at the very beginning of the show dropping off ambrose (laughs) no like the real santa claus because he's in santa claus outfit no 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 the real in the movie yeah (laughs) <laughs> but it's no it's so good and mm-hmm. i just it's really unbeatable and you know you and i both know whatever you put at number one you're just pretending because you know it's the nine lives of christmas <laughs> well i have to say my number one is also still the same as it was when we first started it's trading christmas is still my number one it was my number one when we started it has not been dethroned i love this movie i love both stories both romances uh faith ford and gilbello's such chemistry gilbello's is so charming in the movie Uh, and i i i like her whole journey of finally being able to sort of move on from the loss of her husband um and kind of having to explain that to her daughter uh you get to see a young andrew francis in yeah, this oh, little Andrew Francis. <laughs> yeah, there are so many shows that I've been watching where it's just got tiny Andrew Francis all over the place, <laughs> yeah. and every time he, he comes busy. on, I, boy, that guy was in every TV show. <laughs> yeah, um, and you know, and then you have Tom Cavanaugh, who's so charming as this like struggling writer, and Gabriel Miller, who's trying to teach him about what about women that he doesn't understand or he isn't writing women because he's so bitter about his fiance who left him on Christmas Eve. And, uh, and there's their banter is really great. He starts out this like curmudgeon. He's, he's throwing snowballs at the kids and stuff like that. And then, and yeah. uh, I, I love 
both, like I said, both love stories and I just think it's super charming and yeah, it is. I love it. It's so fun. So cute. Tom Cavanaugh's story, I think is maybe my favorite one, Mm -hmm. but I don't know. And it has like actual affection and this is about adults who like aren't afraid to kiss yeah, I mean, they nice. let them kiss. I, yeah. I miss those days, actually, <laughs> when they'd allow them to kiss. Yeah. And, like, don't get me wrong, like I said, I love Bridgerton, but that's actually too much for me. No, thank mm-hmm. you. Especially season one. Oh, my goodness. Can I just tell you? <laughs> it was very, I, season one, I very spicy. I not regret having a VidAngel subscription when I watched that show, because it, like, <laughs> skipped half of the show, and I was like, that's fine. <laughs> Which yeah, is probably taboo to say that I have VidAngel, but I don't care. Mm-hmm. I Sometimes mean, you just want to skip things and not have to watch them. Yeah, yeah. I, I I keep trying to contact them. They, I think we would be like the perfect sp- podcast for them to sponsor. I don't disagree with you. Yeah, but I just yeah. anyway. I uh, anyway, like I said, like give me some smooches, but like that's enough. <laughs> uh, yeah, and they give lots in this movie. So yeah, lots it's really of smooches. Good. Lots of smooches. And uh so yeah, I just love it. I think it's great. It's a good choice. I'm not mad at it. Everyone knows where my heart is, but mm-hmm. I can still be fond of your choice. <laughs> Very good. Well, let's go over our picks. Uh oh, I have uh, rapid fire. Okay. I have Christmas Town at 12, Miss Christmas at 11, All I Want for Christmas at 10, Christmas Waltz at 9. Two Turtle Doves at 8, Delivered by Christmas at 7, A Kiss Before Christmas at 6, Mrs. Miracle at 5, Fur Crazy at 4, Love at Thanksgiving Day Parade at 3, Sign Seal Delivered for Christmas at 2, and Trading Christmas at number 1. I love it. Okay, now for me, at number 12, I have A Gift to Remember, 11, the same as Rachel, Miss Christmas. Number 10, I have Naughty or Nice. Nine, One Starry Christmas. Eight, A Very Merry Mix-Up. Seven, Matchmaker Santa. Six, Once Upon a Holiday. And now in the top five. Number five, Ice Sculpture Christmas. Number four, A Bride for Christmas. Number three, Window Wonderland. Number two, A Godwink Christmas. And number one, The Nine Lives of Christmas. Very good. Yay. Well, thank you so much for coming back and doing this. This was so much fun. It was a real treat for me. And I hope all the listeners enjoyed it as well. Uh, Fun to look back at five years and uh, talk about some of our favorite movies and just some of our favorite memories. Uh, I really had a great time. So thank you. Yes. And, uh, you know, it's been fun going back. And uh, anyone who's listening to this, feel free to at me and tell me what your top 12 is and why number one for you is also (laughs) Christmas. Yes. Uh, And why don't you tell people where they can find you? Yeah. So as always, I'm at Amber Brainwaves on Twitter and that's it. And frankly, you don't want to follow me because all you'll see is just that I liked a lot of stuff about Big Brother or (laughs) the Utah Jazz. So all right. Well, you can follow me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube and on Rotten Tomatoes. So check that out. Also, make sure you're following the podcast, Hallmarkies Pod and Hallmarkies Podcast, all of our social media. And if you are listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. That really helps us so much. And if you are listening on YouTube, please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have our patron group, which is so much fun. We've had so many great memories with patron watch alongs and other patron groups. 
And that's been a great thing over these five years. So definitely take a look at that. And then also our merch store, which has tons of fun designs. Uh, please take a look at that. And thanks again, Amber. And uh, we'll talk to you all later. Merry Christmas. Bye, everyone. Goodbye, everybody. Ho, ho, ho.